Hello, everybody, and welcome to a, another episode. This is episode two of the Pole Position podcast for the 2021 F1 season. And we are literally doing the recording just after watching the first race at Bahrain. Lewis Hamilton wins the race after Max Verstappen started on pole. Um, Valtteri Bottas finishes in P3, but he does get the uh, fastest lap of the race. Jamie, uh, my guest Jamie Davis is here with me. He was host of the race watch along that we did on Let's Talk Sport. So if you're coming across and listening to the podcast in the weeks from the watch along, um, thank you very much for watching us on the stream. And please subscribe because we will be doing future races on Jamie's Let's Talk Sport channel as well. But yeah, Jamie, uh, great to have you on the podcast again. What was uh, your initial thoughts of the uh, first race of the season in Bahrain? Uh, I, I enjoyed it. I, I think when it's the first race of the season, you're, you're trying to get used to some of the new drivers, some of the new transfers that have happened. And you're just trying to remember some of the new cars as well with the new uh, racing paints that they've got on and all that. So it was. I always find the opening race always interesting just to see how crap some of these cars are and how good <laughs> some of these cars are. And I think we've learned that the, the true cause of Haas have definitely come out where I think they could be the rock bottom team of the season and they may just get that famous wooden spoon um, of zero points at, at the end of the season. But of course, there's still 22 races to go. There's a lot, a lot of races to go. I, I don't know if I'd be that motivated if I was a driver to think, one down, 22 to go. That's We've got a long year coming up. <laughs> yeah, it's a long year, but it's a weird, like, three-week gap now until the next race. Like, we've got 23 races, yeah. but it's quite a long gap <laughs> until the, the second race. We'll go on to, obviously, we'll go through the order and we'll, we'll talk about the race. I'm guessing everybody else will, will talk about, um, like, Lewis Hamilton and Max Verstappen duel. We'll obviously go on to that. But if we start from the bottom and work our, our way back up then, we'll go, go on to Haas quickly then. Uh, Nikita Mazepin, um, not a great debut for him him considering he lasted two corners um after spinning off and, <laughs> and, and crashing out uh, not a, a great debut for, for him Mick Schumacher did a little bit better uh, obviously finished did finish the race so that was obviously a bonus he did have a spin a couple of laps later um for, for Mazepin but uh, managed to, to keep hold of it and, and did finish the race did complete but was a, a, a lap behind uh, we'll just quickly go on to then what you just said about Haas it is going to be I think quite a lonely race or a lonely season for them uh, because even Will Williams have made improvements, haven't they? And, and Alfa Romeo are better than Haas. So it is very much going to be a learning curve for, for both young drivers in the sense that they're not going to get anywhere this season, but it's just the experience of being in F1. I think for Mick Schumacher, it was all about just getting his foot through the door. Yeah. Um, obviously for May, spin, as I like to call him after this weekend, from his two spins in qualifying. Like how, how did he spin when qualifying had finished on the first turn as well it's like <laughs> this guy's already got a theme going on here i wouldn't be surprised if there was a twitter account named after him but uh yeah i i think for mick schumacher's kind of like gone into in the last few years if it was williams it'd be the same scenario um in a way it's kind of like george russell but with george russell this is his third season now where he will want to just get into a car that's competitive and i guess for williams the, the plus point for them is is that they may actually finish not 10th this season, uh, which would be an improvement from the last two years. But yeah, I, I, I don't think Mick Schumacher will take it too hard, too hard. But I think he will probably fear that in the next few races, as you say, it could be a very quiet, boring racing um, yeah. for, for them. But I, again, as I say, they can't go wrong with the experience that they're getting. Um, and in a way, I miss the, 
the partnership of Magnussen and and uh, Grosjean just because we, we we were guaranteed that they will go out of a race and that could change the end of a race so <laughs> and reduce the car gaps. But uh, no, I, I I don't think Mick Schumacher will take it too badly. I yeah. think for him it's just a, an historic weekend for him and the next chapter of his career. Yeah, no, I agree. I think it it's only going to get better for both drivers, you know, really, I think, going forward. But I think, yeah, this year is, is definitely really one just to gain that experience of driving a, a Formula One car for, for the longest season that, that we've all had anyway. Um, if we move on to Williams then, I've just had a uh, thing pop up on the screen. That obviously, Nicholas Latifi um, didn't finish the race. He did 51 laps in the end, and it's come up that they had an issue with the boosting system on the car, which which worsened throughout the race, meaning he didn't get the sort of full power out of the, the uh, engine, as it were. So they opted to box it uh, a few laps before the end. So that was why he was going off the, the boil, as it were. But in terms of the Williams, they, they finished... Uh, I mean, it, it looks good for George Russell. I know it was only 14th place, but managed to finish the race and finished above Sebastian Vettel. Now, obviously, we'll go on to Sebastian Vettel maybe in a little bit. In a little bit, but um, yeah, just in terms of Williams, like you said, they're not going to be that uh, bottom place team anymore. I think Haas, like we say, have taken that helm for for the remainder of this season. Even though it's only been one race, we can probably already gather that that's going to happen. They look a bit better, but they're still not. I think at that par of of Alfa Romeo, are they? They're just they're probably that second to last team now. Yeah, and I think, you know, we've got to remember there's no Claire Williams anymore, so it's a different ownership um, with Williams, even though the name is still there. But, you know, maybe this is... I, I think I remember when the, the deal was announced, I was kind of happy to see it. I thought, you know, it's a shame that we've got to say goodbye to Claire Williams, who's been in the sport since she was a baby, pretty much, you know, with, with her dad. And I just think you, you sometimes need new new pair of eyes to... Look at look over the team and and try and take it into a new direction. Which I'm sure Claire Williams was watching the race today of interest and even just seeing them doing a little bit better and seeing George Russell do quite well in qualifying. Let's not forget he got out of Q1, so he got into Q2 again. Um, and I wouldn't be surprised if if Russell does get some points this season. Yeah, yeah. I mean, hopefully it's the case where he is going to get some points and and he's still keeping that track record of. Um, finishing ahead of his, his teammate in qualifying um, in his career uh, at Williams. Obviously, first race he did at Mercedes, he, he got out qualified by Bottas, but the remainder, the, the, the rest of his Williams career, he has been there, hadn't been beaten in qualifying by a teammate yet. So, uh, Nicholas Satifi has some uh, improvement to do. I think he mentioned before the, the start of the season that, that qualifying was. Uh, something that he needed to um, sort of work on, as it were, throughout this season. So, yeah, it's looking better for Williams, but uh, in terms of Alfa Romeo, they're, they're looking uh, better than, than Williams. They've taken a bit, little bit of a step. Look more impressive in qualifying. Uh, look more impressive in, in testing as well, should it be. that The reliability looked good, and, and I think they got the most sort of laps out of a car, the cars as well. So they finished 11th and 12th, just outside the points. Uh, Kimi Räikkönen finished ahead of, of Antonio Giovinazzi. Um, is this another car that's going to just manage to scrape the points uh, throughout the, the season? There could be tracks that are maybe better for them. Um, I think this one, like we've mentioned, is a sort of power circuit for, for Bahrain. So there could be other tracks that might be a little bit better for, for Alfa Romeo. But yeah, are they, are they just looking at maybe getting the into the points, seventh, eighths, ninths? Is that what Alfa Romeo are aiming for this season? I'm intrigued because I, I, I mean, I know, as you mentioned, it's only the first race, but I I'm, I have a feeling there could be a battle between Aston Martin and Alf and not Alfatari um Aston Martin and and uh Alfa Romeo um I mean Vettel had a really had a really bad 
uh, debut for 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 Aston Martin this weekend. Not only yeah. did he not get out of Q one, but he finished fifteenth. Um, mm. So he finished second last. Um, Had contact yes. with Esteban Ocon as well, didn't he? But this is the thing, though, Rivettel. He seems to not have clean overtakes anymore. He was like that when he was at Ferrari, when he would try and you know battle with Hamilton for the race wins and, and the race championships. But Hamilton always got got it got it got out better um, and came out with a clean car while Vettel made mistakes. Um, we all remember Singapore with that famous crash with with Raikkonen. That was Vettel's fault um, in, in my eyes. I think Raikkonen was doing the right thing, and I think so was Verstappen. Um, and I think with Vettel, his awareness, maybe. I hope I'm wrong, but I just have this feeling that this season might just define why Vettel and Ferrari didn't work out. Um, we'll see. Of course, there's 22 races to go yet, but I, I just worry that for him, it won't look good if Lance Stroll beats him in the championship. Mm. Um, and I and I think really it will just show for, for Aston Martin as well. Yes, you signed up a world champion, but this is a world champion from eight years ago now. Now, in sport, especially in F1, eight years ago, a lot can happen in eight years, um, and people do forget you. Yeah, are we? Are we? Like, obviously, Vettel wasn't a great day at the office for him, but Stroll only managed tenth and only got like the, the one point for, for for both drivers, as it were, and, and the team for for the first race. Are we surprised and a little bit worried that they weren't like fighting alongside McLaren and and even Ferrari in this first race, or are we going off the sense that, like we said, it's only the first race? I think it's too hard to judge when they're a completely new team. They've also gone through a lot of changes, not only with the car, you know, the name, new ownership as well. I get one, well, not new ownership, but new new manufacturer coming in. So I, I think there's a lot that they had to deal with. Let's not forget as well, the season ended mid-December. Mm. Um, so normally we'd be, they'd have been packed up before the end of November. And that means an extra month off, you could say of getting things ready for the new season. And they've only just had one testing, same amount of testing as all the other teams on the grid. So I think it's one of those where there's got to, there's going to be some engineers and some principals in after this race that will look at it and just think, let's be realistic. We could be hard on ourselves, but it's only been one race and they've got three weeks now to but until Imola to, to improve mm. it. Sometimes it just takes one race to just realize where you, where you improve. It's like that in anything you, you, with projects. If you ever need to have a few goes at it, sometimes the first go at it will certainly help you realize where the problems are. And if they can sort those problems out in the next race, then we'll probably see Aston Martin in a top six race. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, well, hopefully we see him a little bit higher. And, and yeah, hopefully you are, I don't want to say you are wrong, Jamie, but hopefully in terms of what <laughs> you're saying about Sebastian Vettel, you know, hopefully he, he manages to sort that out because, yeah, it wasn't a great day at the office for him. Neither, yeah, neither for um, Alpine either. Um, Fernando Alonso only managed 32 um, laps. Not sure what the issue was. I didn't really hear during the race what the issue was for, for him having to retire. Um, but also we look at Esteban Ocon as well. He only finished 13th uh, in the Alpine Renault and, and was lapped. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, wasn't really a great um, sort of race for them. And, and you look at um, how they were making progress last year. They got a couple of podiums. I know it wasn't a great sort of tra trajectory that they were on, 
But yeah, it wasn't a great day at the office for them either, was it? And and only for that's the highest car finish in 13th. They've got an, they, again with Aston Martin, I've got some work to do. Yeah, I, I'm not sure what to think of Alpine at the moment because uh, it's a it's a tricky one because I didn't rate Renault um, hmm. in the three four years that they've been back. I'd they were just there, didn't... weren't they? They were just there. It, they yeah, didn't really. It was it was never a threat. Um, and you had one race when was it Ricardo got podium in one race? I think it was. It was. Well, Germany got Germany. Ricardo got a podium, uh, and there was another race that. Ricardo got a podium as well, but I can't, I can't quite remember. And then Ocon got one in Sakia, I think. Oh yeah, yeah. Which, when you put it like that, it sounds like a good season, but it, it just feels like there was a lot of disappointing races, though. Yeah. You know, if you add it all up, it, it makes the podiums look crap. Yeah. Um, but people only remember the podiums, so I, I, I'm not sure. I, I, I don't get me wrong. I was a fanboy when Alonso announced his return. But is it going to be much different than his McLaren days in his second spell there? I, I just worry it won't be. Um, we saw him qualifying Alonso out qualify Ocon. Uh, but I, I just think we Alonso was like that McLaren as well, where he knows the circuit. You know, he, he's won a few races in Bahrain. I think he's won at least twice there in Bahrain with uh, Renault and Ferrari. So I think it's just one of those where his, his experience will beat Ocon from time to time. But it's whether or not the car will still do it for him on on the race day, um, and from what we've already heard, Alonso's already causing problems <laughs> in the garage because he wants a better car. And I don't blame him. You know, if you want to become one of the best again, you you've got to have the right people. You've got to have the right tools to get the best car. But they're saying that. But you, <laughs> we and you've said this before. You know that when you're bringing in Fernando Alonso, don't you? That you're going oh, yeah, to have that yeah, as soon as he gets in there, he's going to want to perfect what what what's going on at the at the team. It's it's, it's he's he's exactly the same as Jose Mourinho, isn't he? You know, Mourinho is toxic. He he will share <laughs> his vocals in a bad way, and it's you know he's got a reputation of it. So I'm sure I'm sure the team were signing up to that. I I think. The reason why they've got him in is because they have got someone who has that that difference of Ocon and, and, and Alonso, for example. Yeah. And Ricardo, I, I mean, I said in our watch along that I find Daniel Ricardo a bit overrated. I, 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 lo I love the driver, don't get me wrong, <laughs> but I just think he'll be another one that was a few Grand Prix wins and that's it. Um, but we'll remember him for his characteristics and his smile. <laughs> his fellow Aust on that his fellow Australian Mark Webber vibes is he is he giving you off? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's pretty <laughs> much that. And he and he was at Red Bull, so it, it all fits in. <laughs> I've uh, I've just seen that Daniel Ricciardo got a, another third place in uh, um, Imola, um, which um, so oh, okay. Too. He got one at the Eiffel Grand Prix uh, and then one at Imola, which is the first, next race we're going to. So maybe Daniel Ricciardo uh, at, at uh, McLaren can do time. the same thing. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll go for better. Uh, but yeah, that's that's sort of um, Alpine. So yeah, again, that they have some work to do. Now, one that disappointed me a little bit because I'd, I'd put him on this sort of pedestal after testing and even qualifying yesterday um, was, was Alfa Tauri. Now, Pierre Gasly had a, um, I think it was like the, after the, the safety car restart, um, lost his front wing. I think that was from 
contact with one of the McLarens. Uh, and then I think it must have been some floor damage in there because he retired at the end, but managed uh, 52 laps. But yeah, it was just seemed to be sort of trundling around alongside the Williamses and the Hasses, as it were. I think he pitted about three times, two, two or three times as well. Um, so yeah, it wasn't a great day for sort of Pierre Gasly after that contact. Uh, but Yuki Tsunoda... I mean, it could have been so much more, I think, for AlphaTauri. And I think they might sort of look at that race and think they could have been better. And and um, yeah, so he gets his first two points of his F1 career, Yuki Tsunoda. But qualifying yesterday, he looked good in Q1, didn't he, in Q2. Um, it, it looks promising for the, for both drivers, but uh, Yuki Tsunoda in particular. I think it's great to see someone just get straight in. Um, yeah, because aggressive, didn't got, he? he? Yeah, and I, and I think that is, you know, there's no... There's no time to spare in his eyes. I think. I think he's just taken it on board and gone on with it, because him and Gasly could be some, could be one hell of a team um, this year. Because the, the the only problem is they're both they both want a better team at some point. For Gasly, yeah. he's you know he's been there for a while and he's expected to perform better. Uh, but at this moment in time, Sonado's got more points than than Gasly. Again, of course, easy to say after one race, <laughs> but Gasly will have to fire himself up because who knows what this Sonado can do. Because I was good when he didn't make it into Q3. I honestly thought he was going to get it. But then it came to the end of Q2 and he I don't, he was nowhere near faster than um, the, the other teams. That I think they went on mediums it, so. and it was a bit of a regret. And they might have just have gone on softs and gambled it, shouldn't they, maybe? Yeah, I mean, like, they don't last long anyway. So why didn't he just go with it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, but yeah, I mean... Spoke to Perez. Um, but yeah, AlphaTauri looks strong over testing and again, look good over the sort of practice and qualifying sessions. And I think it, it is sort of a missed opportunity for them. But, you know, like you've already mentioned at least four times, it's the first race out of 23. There's a lot of races still to go in, in this uh, in this season. But a team that, say, um, I thought could have done better going the other way to a team that's, to, to me, have surprised me in terms of their, their overall improvement from winter from, from, from the sort of winter period after the end of the season last year to testing to qualifying and, and now their first race of the year is is Ferrari I mean six and eighth um, did we really think that they were going to get that come the start of the season I mean that, that's some solid points um, let me just do my maths is it 12 points that they had um, now for, for, yeah, for the, a start for Ferrari uh, in six and eighth um, so yeah good start for for both drivers um, and yeah, good start for Ferrari. Did they surprise you like it surprised me or did you already sort of think that no, they were going to no. be? I, I thought top 10 was a must for both of them because I think you've got to look at the other teams where I, I honestly think Ferrari and McLaren are going to be rivals this season for, for third place. Um, I think you're going to have obviously Mercedes and Red Bull at the top, but we've, we've already seen that Bottas and Hamilton again can get podiums together quite a lot. So I, I I'm still expecting Mercedes to win it by a margin. But Ferrari, for me, if they weren't have at least going for top 10 finishes, then my God, that is embarrassing. Because if they didn't get into the top four, at least, um, for the Constructors' Championship, then think about how much money they're going to miss out on. Mm. Um, and especially during a pandemic as well, which doesn't help. And obviously, we, we don't have the new rules and regulations until next year. So... You know, if you want to build this car in the future to be the winning car, you need money as well. So they, they need to prove themselves. But I think it's a good start. I mean, Leclerc, he could only do as much as he could do. He was he had a quiet race for me. Um, couldn't keep up with Red Bull, which just shows how much faster they are than Ferrari at the moment. And, and for Carlos Sainz, 
I mean, I'm. <laughs> I just think he's made the wrong decision. To be honest, I don't know why he <laughs> left McLaren, but it's so hard to say that when it's Ferrari. Um, he left you know, McLaren so before. Been... He left McLaren before the dismal start to Ferrari, though, didn't he? He'd already signed before we saw yeah. how bad they were. So really, he'd only seen them in 2019 when they were a rocket ship. <laughs> so he'd signed the deal and then went, "Oh God, rocket ship's a bit of a generous comment." <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I think, I think for the 2019 season, they, you know, they, it was good, and obviously they got that reprimand by the FIA. But yeah, last year, it, you know, it, it was a bit of a canal boat, wasn't it, in terms of. Uh, really struggling to uh, up to speed but yeah they have made that big improvement i was i was sure that it was going to be sort of mclaren aston martin alpine and ferrari or, or sort of, i didn't know where ferrari were going to be i thought they might be around alpine aston martin but yeah they have surprised me in terms of how far they've sort of jumped over the winter period um so yeah if they can keep battling with mclaren that will be it will be a good battle and, and you know we mentioned it during the live stream that it was good to see that you know ferrari and mclaren these two top teams were sort of fighting each other for for their positions but if we go on to um daniel ricardo and lando norris but for mclaren great result for lando norris you know fourth place got a podium in the, in the first race last year so he'll be a little gutted that he didn't get a podium this time round. but 12 points for him to start with and daniel ricardo six points as well so yeah good start for the mclaren boys yeah i think for for lando norris he's been consistently doing that now so we're getting used to seeing him in the top four top five aren't we mm. so I'd love to see him at least get three or four podiums if possible this season. Um, and I think that would be a step up for McLaren again, where, as we mentioned the other day with Zach Brown, he's, you know, it's that whole realistic approach of we're not, we're no longer the McLaren we used to be, which is being on top of the podium. This time we just want to at least get on the podium if we get those opportunities. And look, I'll say this now, I'll, I'll be very surprised if Red Bull with either Prez or Verstappen or at least with Mercedes and Bottas, for example, I wouldn't be surprised if they sometimes have races when they don't finish because the one driver that you are you can rely on to finish every race this season is Lewis Hamilton. Yeah. Um, it's so rare when you see him out of a race, and that's what just makes him so hard to beat. And I think for McLaren, they know they're the at least the third best slash fourth best. This weekend will tell you they could be the third best constructors if, if Ferrari don't improve. But I think Norris will beat Ricardo this season. Do I you? think there's more firepower. I think there's more of him, more, more, more firepower. But look, this is what happens. This is his third season. The experience is building on him now, and he knows what to do in certain scenarios. I think we've got ourselves a very exciting British driver there. Yeah, I mean, I think the both of them sort of summed it up before the start of this weekend, where they said, Daniel Ricciardo said, I've obviously got the experience of, of winning races in the past, but Norris has the experience of being at McLaren and, and having that you know, knowledge to sort of gel together to try and make that work and both give off experience to each other in them aspects. I mean, I think Norris is has to sort of come out of his shell. He had two great years with, with Carlos. I think he improved in the second year as well. But I think Daniel Ricciardo coming in, a race winner, being in top teams before, you've got to get that step that level up again haven't you and, and you're making that statement of him beating ricardo this year you know that that's a big statement for, for lando norris yeah and i think i think he has got to because three years is a long time in my eyes i think after three years if you can't beat i know ricardo's won races but i think ricardo's not won a race since oh God. 2018 i think i might be wrong because that's when he left red bull so, 
it makes you wonder, you know, this is why I think Lot Norris and Ricardo are on the same step at the moment. And I think it's just who goes for the next step. Um, and I think Lando Norris can beat, can beat Ricardo. And I don't see why not. He's, he's had enough time now to, to show, to prove why McLaren have put so much faith into him from the, uh, boyhood team he's been with just like Lewis Hamilton was with McLaren you know start out with them and he's got to prove it yeah you're just making me have a look and see when uh, Daniel Ricciardo's <laughs> last race win was it was it was Monaco I thought it was Monaco was his last race win for um for, for Red Bull because obviously he didn't win um during the, the Renault period so yeah Monaco um 2018 I think was the last time Daniel Ricciardo ran a race um one a race should i say so yeah good spot jamie but yeah i think that would be good if, if mclaren can sort of have that um consistently this year i think podiums is definitely a a um, sort of option i think possibly race wins as well like you said it could be that mercedes and and you know red bull uh, maybe have reliability issues or one of them crashes out you know verstappen and Hamilton maybe have a bit of a tussle it could be that huh. um mclaren you know maybe get that possibility of a race win but let's go to the guy that we said in the last podcast hopefully would win uh, win the race uh, and that is your man you were still wearing a mexico shirt uh, from the last <laughs> podcast um, well, it is, miss, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah it is um checo perez now i've just seen he did get driver of the day um and obviously you know oh, starting but yep starting from the pit lane to, to p5 uh, he got uh, the teams or he got the the fans vote for for driver of the day um obviously had that reliability issue on the outlap on the sort of formation lap as it were uh and then had to start from the pit lane i think pit about three three times at least um during this uh, during the race so he had to overtake the same guys he kept uh, overtaking the stint before um but yeah f- to get to, to fifth po- uh, fifth place wasn't really involved in terms of the strategy which is obviously red bull are looking for in the future but a solid 10 points for him with, with Max Verstappen getting 18 as well. That's what they need, don't they? Red Bull need that for the constructors. They need to have two consistent drivers, really. It's so simple, what I'm going to say. Alex Albon wouldn't have done that. No, I think Alex Albon would have finished I, about eighth. Yeah, uh, and I think that's a big difference between fifth and eighth, where it's, it's the points different straight away. But also, it's, I mean, the only thing that would have completed Prez's weekend in terms of the comeback would have finished fourth. Yeah. And at least Red Bull could have had two drivers in the top four. That's That, to me, is going to be the difference between Mercedes and Red Bull this season. If it's going to be that close, you want to see at least your two drivers in the top four. Yeah. Because you, you're going to have moments where Mercedes are going to have a good weekend and you're going to have a good weekend. But if you don't get them in the podium with both of them, at least get the fourth spot. Um, and that will really help them going forward. So... I, of course, it's Mercedes 1-0 up after the first race, but I think that could have been a little bit of an equaliser if Prez had got fourth. But there's no shame, you know, as you just say, he had to go through all that in, in the space of an hour and a half or something like that <laughs> of how long the race was. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I think Perez will be thrilled with that. I think Christian Horner has been shown as, as justified why he picked Perez. Um, it's that whole thing of his time management skills, how he does it in the pits and how he can just come out of nowhere and gain places that other drivers probably wouldn't have even thought of. So I, I'm happy for Perez. I, I'm just, I just hope he does a little bit better in qualifying next time because I think that's all that he could just do with improving his qualifi- qualifying. His qualifying hasn't always been great. 
Yeah. Um, I think he was, he was under bet on a race. Yeah, he was under pressure, wasn't he, when he had that first lap deleted? Yeah. You too. Yeah. I, it didn't surprise me he didn't make Q3 because there's been a lot of times when he was at other teams in the past and he just just could not get into Q3 when the practice and and the car pace on the weekends would tell you, you you've got to get Q3. Yeah. You know, just put in that lap. But uh, but no, I think Prez should be should be very happy with that. And Alex Albon was probably. At the start of the weekend, like going excellent, you know, <laughs> after the qualifying, and now I believe he is hiding in a ditch. <laughs> He's disappeared. Um, <laughs> we'll go on to the other Red Bull driver in a moment, but we'll just cross to Valtteri Bottas. Um, Valtteri 5.0, 4.0, I don't know where we are at the minute. Um, finished 37, <laughs> 10.0. Yeah, he finished 37 seconds um, off Lewis Hamilton got a third place and got the fastest lap in the end by pitting because he was so far back and Lando Norris was, I think, about 30 seconds away from him anyway. So it was worth going in, getting them fresh tyres to, to get the fastest lap point. But, um, yeah, never really looked like he was going to challenge either Hamilton or, or Verstappen, did he? So, it, yeah, it wasn't the best start for him in terms of his championship running this season. No. Did you see anything yeah. from him this this race? I didn't, but well, what did you see? Well, you know, I'm a, I, you know, I, 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 I am a Bottas fan, but yeah, I just didn't see, I didn't see him. I was expect, I was looking for him to just say, you know what, let's just, you know, let's just go for it, let's just see where we are, because I think although it's 23 I races this year, there. yeah, although there's 20, there. there's 23 races this year, he needs to just, you know, it could be my last year at Mercedes. Let's just go, you know, hell for leather, as it were. But yeah, I agree. I just don't think, even when it was Verstappen starting on pole and, and you know, the, when they started the race, again, he didn't look like, he looked like he was more under pressure from from the driver behind him than he was challenging either uh, Verstappen or, or Hamilton for, for the race win. So yeah, it wasn't the best start for Bottas. I think it obviously uh, helps that he gets that one extra point because who knows, that point could be <laughs> could be crucial at the end of the season. Um, but yeah, I think that the more, we say the less we say about Bottas actually the, the better really it wasn't the best race for him but okay so for a while now me and you have been waiting for a battle between Verstappen and oh. Hamilton how many years has this been okay we did get it uh it was only for about eight laps maybe 10 maybe yeah. but because he was catching him down uh, you know chasing in him the down. right part of the race I thought as well yeah yeah so in terms of Verstappen then with Hamilton Hamilton obviously wins the race gets the 25 points uh, uh Max Verstappen gets 18 because Bottas got the fastest lap in the end are we going to see a battle between Red Bull and Mercedes but more importantly Verstappen and Hamilton this year I, I can't give you an answer, but I just bloody hope so. <laughs> because because we, we need to see something different. I and this might this might be Hamilton's final season in F one. Yeah. Um I think it will be. Um I, I think if he wins the championship, it's a dead cert that he's going. If he doesn't, he might stay for another year to get to, to try again, but he might not want to go into the new rules and regulations. I thought it was just nice to see in that last few laps, just a little bit of, you know, we don't know where this is going to, where this is going. We've had so many races over the last eight years or so where you just don't know. Like, well, no, you, you do know who's going to win. You know who's going to win even at the halfway point. Once the pit stop parts of the of the race is done, you, you, you kind of know what's going to happen. Um, and this is when F1, hopefully with the strategy of what Ross Braun is looking into of how to make racing more exciting and closer, we'll hopefully see that a lot more ne- next year. You know, Verstappen got his, uh, had his opportunity. He took it, but sadly he had to let him through because um, he, he ran off just the track. Wide, he? 
Yeah, yeah it, it's a shame, but that, and that's what I hate because that's a natural circuit. That's actually got space on that on that track. Imagine Singapore. Imagine Monaco, where it comes to the last lap and it's between them two. It's kind of like, well, good luck because there's no gap. I just hope that was the preview of what's to come. And that's what people said before the first race, mm -hmm. saying that Verstappen was going to be his main rival. And it says it all as well, because last year and the year before and the year before that, probably it was always seen and, po and the posters were pretty much saying that it'd be between Bottas and Hamilton. Um, after watching Bottas, this time, I, I just think Bottas has proven yet again he is Rubens Barrichello 2.0. I just think I'm like I said from what you've just said there. I hope it's a thing to uh, you know things to come for this season and not just that's what you're getting. Enjoy the other 22 races. Uh, <laughs> there's no there's no yeah. more of that coming. Uh, yeah, so hopefully it's it's a preview of what's to come. I think you're right in terms of it was great that it was the last few. We haven't seen a race I don't think for the last time. Unless anyone in the comments can let me know. I don't remember a race. Uh, that sort of happened where they were less than a second when they crossed the line. I, I don't like in terms of the winners. Yeah. I, don't, I don't remember a race. Um, whether that's happened recently in my brain, just not, not at the front. Yeah, not I, the front, I, I don't I, think. You know, obviously fighting for maybe other points below, but yeah, I'm, I'm not sure. So if anybody does know when the last one was, just let us know in the comments. But yeah, I think it was good that they had that. He was close, and and obviously free DRS zones at Bahrain as well. So that I think that was helping him catch up, as it were, at the end. But yeah, I think his tyres just just gave away from him. But yeah, obviously the next race to come up is is Imola. Um, that's an, that's another track that is quite tight, uh, and obviously you've got uh, the the runoff of gravel as well. So making a mistake, you know, could be very costly. Whereas you look at the new circuits now, like Abu Dhabi and that, you can just run wide, and and, and it's not really an issue, is it? But Imola is very. Yeah, Imola is a very um, sort of tight circuit, as it were, in terms of if you run off. You look at George Russell last year when he was warming the tyres up and he smashed into the wall. And, you know, it's, oh. them things, it's them things that could cost you at a circuit like Imola. But we'll talk about that before the sort of Imola Grand Prix comes up. Hopefully it's about three weeks away now, isn't it? Three weeks um, time. There's quite a long gap, gap between the next one. Um, but yeah, just just quickly, you, uh, Checo Perez has been down as driver of the day. What, what was your, who was your driver of the day? To be honest, I was going to give it to Lando Norris just because it's another consistent performance by him. But yeah. I can, I yeah, I, I think Prez probably does deserve it. But for me, it was Lando Norris in a non-biased uh, way. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't disagree with that at all. So yeah, well done, Lando Norris. You've won the pole position podcast driver of the day. Like Jamie has done previously, <laughs> the, post. the yeah, exactly the trophies in the post. Um, to Woking, <laughs> uh, but yeah. So um, out of ten, what would you rate the first race of the season? I'm going to give it a seven. I, it might be quite low, but I just think in the That's middle good. of the race it got a little bit boring. I'm not going to lie, and it, I was like, yeah, oh the no, what, part was really boring. What's going to happen? Uh, but yeah, obviously the end was was a lot more exciting. So I'd say for that, I'd give it about a seven out of ten. I'm going to give it a six. Um, oh, he's gone lower. <laughs> which I, I think I still enjoyed it, but it was if it wasn't for the final, if it wasn't for the ending of the race, I would have probably even given it lower. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I would have given it a six out of ten. 
Yeah, I think that's fairly scored. Hopefully, Imola can be a bit more um, impressive. And then we've got um, Portimao uh, in Portugal as, as the third race as well. But I think there's a bit of a gap between that as well. I think that's, that's around May time. So, yeah, there's not a lot of racing for the first few, even though there's 23 this season. A lot's going to be happening over the summer and autumn period for Formula 1. It's going to be quite tightly packed around there. But, um, yeah, so that was the uh, first race of, of the 2021 F1 season. Lewis Hamilton does come out on top. So it does look, if, if you're just watching and just tuning in and seeing the result, it does look like Mercedes are back. But don't worry, Max Verstappen and Red Bull look good as well. So hopefully it will be a good season uh, in terms of rivalries. Um, like Jamie has mentioned, there is a watch along uh, going on on the Let's Talk Sport YouTube channel, which Jamie, I would say, is the owner of. Uh, he has been like the, the joint <laughs> owner for a very long time. So he is the sort of head of, of Let's Talk Sport, as it were. He, uh, We will be doing sort of race watch along throughout the year yeah please subscribe and obviously watch uh, them as they happen as well um, but yeah thank you very much for, for listening to the podcast Jamie thank you very much for, for being on again Hi, you're welcome. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. And uh, yeah, please subscribe to the, to the YouTube channel as well. Uh, it does uh, does mean a lot. You know, obviously, since we started at the start of this year, the subscribers have grown and obviously people watching has grown as well, which is great. So thank you very much for, for tuning in. Uh, and then the, obviously, like I said, the podcast will be out on Apple Podcasts as well. Uh, I am looking at Spotify, but uh, we'll see in terms of Apple and, and YouTube how it's uh, sort of going and how it's developing. But yeah, please comment below. How do you think the, the race went if you're uh, listening on YouTube? Uh, and yeah, like I said, please subscribe and uh, thank you very much uh, for, for listening and uh, we will see you all in the, the next video. Thank you very much. Take care.